Today, I feel like I've, I've really been blessed with a special message. It's a message that I pray will g- grab a hold of the hearts of each and every hearer that's in this house. In John chapter 3, we have the words of Jesus Christ as He speaking about something that is completely life-changing. And I mean radically changing the lives of individuals. In John chapter 3, we have Jesus Christ as He offers hope to the hopeless. He offers life to the dead. And He offers an open eye to the blind and an unstopped ear to the deaf. Jesus Christ does all of this in His Word. And there's things in His Word, especially in the New Testament, it's attributed to the voice of our Savior. And I want to read a few of these scriptures from verse 13 down to about verse 21 of John 3. Then we'll give you the the title of our sermon and kind of give you a little background on it. In in John chapter 3 and verse 13, the Bible says, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And he that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world That light being Jesus Christ. But the Bible says that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil or are evil. For every one that doth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doth truth cometh to the light, his deeds, that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Almost gracious and divine Heavenly Father, dear God, as we come before your throne today, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, that you have in your providence, I truly believe that in your providence you have brought these words to my mind. And yet I'm not saying that they're inspired words, but they do come from the inspired word. Lord, I pray that you would take these words today of our Savior, and you would make life come out of death. You would give light where there is darkness. You would quicken where there is death. Lord, that you would change the lives of individuals with just the voice of the Savior. Father, I'm praying today that your your magnificent power and the voice that changes the lives of all men and all mankind, Lord, might be the voice today that changes lives in this house, that changes lives in the radio broadcast and also around the world where Sermon Audio goes. Father, I pray that you would empower your word today. For I know that thy voice 
is the voice that draws unto salvation. Father, I pray that you would lift up the fallen. Lord, that you would encourage the redeemed. But Father, today I pray that thy magnificent power would rest in the heart of those who are dead in sin, that they may come to life by seeing the words of a Savior, by hearing the words of a Savior. And Lord, may this be the day that all the lost in this house are saved and redeemed by your blood. Father, I'm asking today because I know there's nothing too hard for thee. Lord, I know today that even if it be thy will and good pleasure, you could save every lost sinner in this house. And Lord, I'm praying for that. Pray, dear God, that this might be the hour that eyes are opened, that they may see for the first time the hope of salvation. Lord, bless today. And I ask that you would forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. Today I want to bring a message, and it's only two words, red letters. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, while speaking with a good friend the other day, I was introduced to a song of a writer and performer known as Crowder. That's all I know, I don't know his first name. But this song caused me to consider this title as a possible sermon title. Red letters. Red letters speak of the words of Jesus Christ that are found in the New Testament. And as I listened to this song, many thoughts began to rush through my mind. Some are even suggested in the song itself, so I I do give credit to the writer And I make mention of that fact in our title today, that it comes and is derived from these two words in a song, red letters. Our text is merely one example of red letters, but this is one example that's able to make thee wise unto salvation. That's what the Apostle Paul spoke to young Timothy about. That it was the words of Jesus that were able to make one wise unto salvation. And these red letters, if if you ever hear the song, you'll understand what I'm saying. They change the lives of many people. They change the lives of all walks of people. All different kinds of people. They've changed the lives of mean people. Red letters change the lives of those that think they are all right already. Because the red letters make us realize that we're not all right already. It's going to take a real astounding message from the Word of God to make us wise unto salvation. That message is found in the words of Jesus Christ. Where he simply stated, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see the power that are in the red letters. But today I want you to notice a couple individuals in particular, then we'll move to ourselves. You know, I spoke, I spoke even this morning in the opening hour of our morning worship how that the red letters changed the woman at the well. How that the red letters changed the woman who was caught in a, in a bad place, in a bad situation. It was the red letters that changed their lives. It was the voice of a Savior who made all the difference in the world to those individuals that changed them forever 
just like it's changed us forever and we'll never be the same who have trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior. And I want you to think about a couple in particular here today. A couple of people that you may think uh, is beyond salvation, that you may even believe cannot possibly be saved by the grace of God. I want you to think about, first of all, I want you to notice the red letters that changed a thief. You know, a thief is one of those individuals that I loathe. When I've worked hard all my life for something and somebody comes and steals it, that just... That's something that eats at me for a long time. And I had that to happen one time. I lost uh, a lot of precious mementos. I lost a lot, of, uh, a lot of family heirlooms. And man, I tell you to this day, it still gets at me. Because it was a thief that broke in and took all those things. And oftentimes we think of thieves as people that have absolutely lost all hope. In all connection with reality. But I want you to know there was a thief. And the red letters of Jesus Christ changed his life forever. He didn't have much life to live thereafter. But what he had, he had peace when he died. That was because of the red letters. In Luke chapter 23, if you want to back up just a little bit and look at this. I want, to, I want you to see this because other Gospels don't uh, exactly bring it out <coughs> in, in this manner. They leave, this, they leave it to, to where, where both thieves were at one time. They were railing against Jesus Christ as all three of them hang on the cross of Calvary. The Bible does state that both of those thieves began to to rail upon Jesus Christ. If you be the Son of God, save yourself and come down and save us as well. I mean, they were putting it right at Him, wasn't they? There's something that happened to this one thief. There was something that changed the mindset of this one in particular person. And the Bible says in, in, in here in Luke in 23... I want you to look at beginning at verse 32. We'll read down through the, <coughs> verse 43. In 32, the Bible says, And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. They were already sanctioned for death. There wasn't a whole lot of hope there, were there? And I mean, there wasn't like it is in America today and across the world. There isn't this appeals process which may take and give an individual who's been sentenced, they may give them 20, 20 or 30 more years down the road before there ever anything done with them. There was no appeal process here. When these individuals were found guilty of thievery, when they were found guilty of being a thief and and just a, a, a terrible condition. The Bible says they were taken out to be hanged as well as Jesus Christ. And the Bible says in verse 33, And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, now listen to these red letters, folks, because it doesn't matter where you're at in life right now. I want you to know that there's forgiveness in the Lord. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. There's forgiveness with the Lord. Here Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross of Calvary here he was getting ready to spend his last hours as he hanged there in agony, being beaten, being stripped, being spit upon, being laughed at, having his beard pulled out. He says this, Father, forgive them. Now I want you to stop right there. These are the red letters that I want you to get a hold of because it, as again, as I say, it doesn't matter where you've been in life. It doesn't matter what you've done in life. There's forgiveness with the Lord. 
He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You may be sitting in this house today and you may be, you may be in a quandary yourself. You may be in a position today where you're thinking everything is all right and hunky-dory when all, in, in all reality, you're, stay, you're standing here today and you may give your life this very hour before you make it home. Your appointed time could come within the hour. And we only have an hour broadcast, so I'm going to be done here in about 35 minutes or so. And I want you to think about this, though. What would happen if today would be the day that God would call you home? That God would take your life? That God would say it's your appointed time, come up hither to the judgment? What would it be like for you right now if you was to lose your life? Something to think about, isn't it? Here, these malefactors, these thieves, as they were hanging on the cross of Calvary and Jesus Christ, all three of them were about to die with just hours to, just hours to live. And Jesus Christ, after being beaten, after being ridiculed, after going through at least four uh, mocking trials, as they would beat Him, they would blindfold Him and beat Him across the face and they would say unto Him, Who was it that struck you if you be the Son of God? Tell us who it was. Here He was blindfolded. I don't know if you've ever been what we used to call sucker punched. I've been, I've been in that condition one time. I'll never forget it. I was standing there and, and all of a sudden somebody reared back and hit me right square in the nose. And I'm telling you what, there was, it made the tears fly. But there's also some other things went to fly. <laughs> I mean, that was a, that was a time when, when I just, I mean, I just completely lost it. But you know what Jesus done? As Jesus stood there, He took all the punishment that sinful man had to give and there He said, Father, forgive them. In another place, He spoke about the fact if they only knew who I was, they wouldn't have committed this awful atrocity. And I'm just ab-libbing there, but that's what He was saying. They didn't even know it was the Prince of Peace. Here was the Prince of Peace. And the red letters that he said was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Do you know, do you know that that changed the life of a thief and immediately changed the life of a thief? I want you to think about that. We drop on down. And, and again, you have to understand that this is, a, this is several hours while they hang on the cross. And the Bible speaks about the fact that, you know, at a certain time of the evening, before the Sabbath came, they had to have these men down off the cross, so they had to die. And before they died, you know what happened to them? Those soldiers would come by and break their legs. And as they broke their legs, no longer could they step on that little slanted slope that they were holding themselves up to catch a breath every now and then. And after they broke the legs of those two thieves, those individuals died. But I want you to know something that took place there. You know, as, as those individuals, as, as they slipped, down as all the pressure came to their chest. No longer could they breathe. No longer could they catch a, a breath uh, to, to give their, their bodies a little reprieve. They suffocated under their own weight is what happens. It's an awful death. It's an awful time. And, and can you just imagine this one thief as he, as he continued to rail on Jesus? The other one said, 
more or less, what in the world are you doing? We're getting exactly what we deserve. He said, this man has done nothing amiss. And then this dying thief, he said, you know, we're getting exactly what we deserve. We are getting exactly our just reward. And then he said in verse 42, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. I want you to stop and think about that. All because of some red letters. Number one, I want you to know, no doubt that as being in Jerusalem, they had already heard the voice of Jesus Christ. They had already heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. How he was going to die and give his life for ransom for souls. No doubt they had already heard how, how he came to save sinners. And these old thieves, one of them, one of them was a, was a thief who was, who, was, who was mad at the world all the way to his dying breath. The other one said, Father, he said, Jesus said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom, all because of some red letters. Red letters that said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Red letters changed the life of a thief. Back in Matthew and also in Mark, both of these thieves railed on Jesus Christ, but here in the book of Luke, one of them had a change of heart and a change of mind. This is what happens when the red letters find their mark. Amen. This is what happens when the red letters find their mark. And listen, there's a reason why that people get interested in the things of God. Because the red letters offer hope. They offer peace. In John chapter 8, I'm going to turn over here and read some of these scriptures real quick. <coughs> In John chapter 8 and verse 12, Jesus spake again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. Look at these red letters now. This is what Crowder was sing, singing about. He was singing about the, the, the red letters that changed the lives of individuals. It can change your life this very moment, this very hour, this very day. Your life could be changed just like the thief on the cross. Had his life not been changed, he would have met the same fate of the other thief. Had his life not been changed, he would not have been spared the awful abyss known as hell. But here Jesus Christ again says, I am the light of the world, and he that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Friend, I don't know about you, but that's the hope that I'm talking about today. That's the hope that changes people. It's the hope that changes lives. In John chapter 6 and verse 28, the Bible says, Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? In other words, they were asking, What are we going to do to inherit the eternal kingdom? What are we going to do to be saved? Notice the red letters again. Then Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he hath sent. God sent His Son. God sent His only begotten Son that every one of us that are sitting in this house tonight or today may be saved by the grace of God if only we come unto Him. Come to the light. Listen, it's one thing to know intellectually the history of Jesus Christ. But when you know it in the heart, it changes everything about you. You see, the, the thief that, that kept railing on Jesus Christ, listen, he knew of Jesus Christ. He knew who he was or who he said he was. Didn't change him, did it? But the other thief, he saw the red letters. He heard 
the red letters. <coughs> and it changed him. Again in verse 32. Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. And he that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Folks, I want you to know something. These are the red letters that will change your life. It changed the old thieves' life, didn't it? It changed him completely. In John chapter 10, the Bible says this now. Get a hold of this in verse 9 down through verse 11. I am the door. These are the, these are the words of Jesus Christ himself. The reason why that we call it red letters is because in the New Testament of most Bibles today, it is written in red letters, the, 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 the voice of Jesus Christ as he speaks the words of Jesus. That's a reason why that this writer had wrote about this. Because he could see that the red letters, the voice of Jesus changes the lives of individuals. <clears throat> I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Folks, I want you to know something. That'll bring salvation to you. That'll change your life completely. By me, if any man shall enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out in fine pasture. You know what that's saying? You'll be satisfied. You'll be, you'll be taken care of. You'll be, you'll be fed. You'll be led. You'll, be, you'll have the great shepherd, the good shepherd, leading you beside the still waters that are preached on Wednesday night in Psalm 23. The still waters speaks of peace. You know what? This old thief, when Jesus Christ spoke to him, he said, Today, Thou shalt be with me in paradise. There wasn't a maybe there. There wasn't a hope you'll be there. I hope I get to see you. He said today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. Folks, I want you to know something. If I was going to die within the next hour, I would sure want to know that today I would be in heaven. I wouldn't want to go through life having this, this mystery in my mind. Am I saved or am I going to be saved? You can be saved today by just a heeding to the red letters of the Bible. Jesus Christ, he says again, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. John 10 again, the Bible says in verse 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's what that thief on the cross was. He was a destroyer. But the red letters changed his life. It was the red letters that made him go to heaven. It was the red letters that gave him forgiveness. It was the red letters that Jesus Christ said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. I think about the rich man of Lazarus. Here was a poor beggar who had absolutely nothing but he had the Lord. And that made all the difference. The rich man, the Bible says, died and in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torment. Lazarus likewise died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Folks, I want you to know something today. That's the difference that the red letters will make in your life. It'll change you. A thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. This thief understood the recompense of his reward for a life of sin. He knew exactly what he was getting. He deserved every bit of it. He, like you and I today, do not deserve salvation. We do not deserve freedom. We do not deserve forgiveness, but God.
Amen. But God. When I go back to Romans in chapter 5 and verse 8, I believe it is, where the Bible speaks about the fact where it says, But God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, right saving you right where you are. Listen, you don't have to get good enough to be saved. You see, there are so many in the world today that have been led astray with that with that uh, that kind of language. Listen, you got to turn over a new leaf, and you got to pray long enough. You got to be baptized so many times. You got to join the church. You got to pay the money into the money box, and and all these things. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, "Come to me. I'll give you rest." This old thief. He, he didn't have time to clean up his life, did he? This old thief didn't have time to come down and get baptized, did he? I mean, he was hanging on a tree. This old thief didn't have time to reach in his back pocket to pay the preacher or, or pay the church, so to speak. All he had was the red letters of Jesus. And he said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Folks, I want you to know there was peace. There's no doubt in my mind that when they came to break that old man's legs, I'll tell you what I feel like he was looking at. He was looking at heaven's gate. He knew that heaven was his because Jesus Christ had already said, Father, forgive me. For they know not what they do. The red letters. The red letters are there because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's the reason why the red letters are in the Bible. The words of Jesus Christ. They're there today because the wages of sin is death, the Bible says in Romans 6.23. So the red letters <coughs> is the very thing that changes the lives and will change the life of you just like it changed the life of this thief. Oh, but the red letters made all the difference in the world. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Secondly, notice how the red letters changed a murderer. You know, I've heard people say, well, murderers can never go to heaven well, murderers in their unforgiven state can never go to heaven. Just like good people just like us can never go to heaven in their unforgiven state. You see, there's no difference between you and a murderer in the eyes of God. There's absolutely no difference. We're all sinners. We've all sinned to come short of the glory of God, says Romans 3.23, I believe it is. Now, I want you to get this. Here was a murderer... Saul was a murderer. There back in the book of Acts in chapter 7, I believe it is, you can see where, where Saul was consenting to the death of Stephen. He was there and he was, as they say today, I mean, what do they call that when you're, a, you're accomplice? Accessory to murder. Thank you, whoever said that. Saul was an accessory to murder. Not just that Saul breathed out slaughterers. Saul was a murderous man. Saul was a mean man. Saul was a man who was a religious mean man. He knew the word. He knew the history. He knew the Torah. He knew all these things. But yet he was a mean individual. Listen, I told you about a man once who met me out in this parking lot. Man, he wanted to fight. I was telling him about Jesus, and he was trying to scare me, make me quit. So he kept telling me how mean he was, how many people he's hurt in his life. I said to him, just like I say to you, the only thing you need today to change your life is Jesus in it. Today, if you're here and you're lost, you're undone, you need, the, you need to heed to the red letters. 
The red letters is what changed Saul into the Apostle Paul, one of the greatest preachers of all time outside the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what happened when, when Jesus gets a hold of an individual. Acts chapter 9 verses 1 down through verse 19, the Bible speaks about the fact where Saul was coming to Damascus. He was on his road and he was there to, to bring destruction to the church and to the believers. Saul came with threatenings. But then there was a voice. <laughs> there was a voice from heaven. Now, I want you to get a hold of this because I think it means something. You know what? Those individuals around, they all... Just like you are in this house today, you're hearing the word, aren't you? Romans in chapter 10 and verse 8 says, The word is nigh thee, even in thy ears and in thy mouth. That is the words of life which we speak. Folks, the word is nigh thee even now. Why sit you here until you die? You know, I go back and I think about that old, uh, I think about that thief on the cross. That would not, that would not give Jesus Christ the time of day except for save yourself and us. That's all he was worried about was his life. But listen, this other thief, and, and, and again, this other thief was saying the same thing at first, but something happened, didn't it? And you know, I, I still have to say, he heard the prayer of Jesus when Jesus Christ said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. You know what? That has, to, that has to hit you in the heart. If it don't hit you in the heart, there's something wrong with your calloused. You're calloused and you're cold and you're indifferent. Listen, you need to know. <coughs> I got to be careful. I'm getting a little warm. <coughs> you know, there's no doubt that the Apostle Paul, while he was Saul, had blood on his hands. It was the red letters that changed this murderous man into one of the New Testament's greatest preachers outside the Lord. You can see that from Acts chapter 9 all the way through the book of Hebrews. You can see how he changed. There was a complete difference in this man because of the red letters. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And immediately Saul looked around and he said, Lord, you know why? Because he heard more than a voice. I believe he saw the red letters. I believe he saw the voice of a Savior who had already said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Saul heard about that man. Saul heard about the fact that he said that one day while he was hanging on a tree. How do you think he became one of the greatest preachers of all time? He was tutored under the greatest there ever was. The red letters. The red letters that change people. You see what I'm saying? The red letters changed these individuals. It was the red letters that changed these people that got their attention, that got a hold of them, that changed their lives. You know, and, and again, you know, you know, songs, you know, I don't listen to a whole lot. But that song hit me. That song spoke to me because I remember another old song years ago about a young man who was given a Bible by his dying mother. And she had told him a story one day. She had told him a story 
how that there was a, a bad accident one day and there was a preacher, a harlot woman, and somebody else I can't remember now, but maybe it's a rich businessman. I can't remember for sure, but these individuals who were right around her died. And the preacher gave that Bible to that young lady at the time. And I, that young lady become a Christian. She was saved by the grace of God. The red letters changes lives of people. She raised her son to be a good God-fearing son. Here was a woman who was completely changed because of the Bible. Folks, I want you to know something. That can happen in this house right now. That's something that can happen right here in this very room at this very hour. And the pews are filled with people. Listen, know that it's salvation can be had right now just by attending to the red letters. You see, I want you to notice how the red letters can and will change your life and destiny. In John chapter 6, I'm going to back up and read some of these real quick. In John chapter 6 and verse 32, again, the Bible says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. These are the red letters that will change your life. These are the red letters that will change you today. The red letters. Yeah. That's one of those songs that I can't get out of my mind because I look back and I look at this world and I see people that have been saved out of some of the most hideous things. And you have to know it was the red letters. It was the voice of Jesus that changes people. It's the voice of the Almighty that changes. The Bible says, And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which He hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again in the last day. And this is the will of Him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life, and I will raise Him up the last day. Listen, folks. These are the words of Jesus Christ. These are the red letters that will change your life. These are the red letters that will give you eternal, uh, eternal life. These are the red letters that will change you forever, that will bring you out of sin. You say, well, preacher, I'm not into all that kind of sin. Just the fact that you've been born into this world tells me that you're a sinner. Because the Bible says from the first Adam, sin is passed upon every man that entered into the world. That means man and woman. It's all mankind. Whether we like it or not, these little babies we have in here have been born into sin. I've got a precious granddaughter over here, but you know what? One day, God tearing his coming, she's going to have to be saved. That's what I'm praying for. She's going to have to trust the Lord as her Savior. She's going to have to be saved. Why? Because she was born in sin. As a matter of fact, the psalmist David says it like this. I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. That's the reason why we need the red letters today. That's the reason why you need the red letters. It's the only means by which we have hope today. Red letters. God's holy word declares that the words of Jesus Christ are true and trustworthy. In John 17 and 20, the Bible says, Whose word? Just think about this now. But for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Through their word. What was Jesus saying there when he prayed that prayer? He was praying for those that were right around him at the time, his apostles and all of the disciples that were saved by the grace of God. He was praying for them. Yeah, don't get me wrong, he was. But he also said this, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. 
Whose word? All those believers that came before us. The reason why we're here today is because our forefathers many, many years ago told us about Jesus. Their forefathers told them through the dark ages about Jesus. You know what? I have a, I have a grandfather five or six times removed who was a man during the dark ages who was a Baptist preacher. Balzer Lybrook was his name. And no doubt there has to be influence upon not just a family but a people because of the words of Jesus Christ. In the 1700s, Balzer Lybrook was a Baptist preacher in Germany and in Germany we had at the time the Waldensians who were preaching the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, the words that changed lives. The reason why I'm here today is because my life has been changed because words have been carried on generation to generation. The apostle Paul spoke it. Now I'm speaking the red letters. They're the way of life. They're the way of hope. They're the way that will, that will give you, just like that thief on the cross, give him hope. And it's not, just a, it's not just a whimsical hope. I'm talking about something that'll change you forever. You say, well, I don't want to change. Well, if you was to die the next minute, you would have, you would have prayed, God, I wish I'd have changed my life. I wish I'd have believed the red letters. Listen, the red letters can change you today. The Apostle Paul and this preacher before you today bring forth the red letters for a reason. Because just like the Apostle Paul, I understand that there are the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. How will you believe unless you hear? That's what Romans 10 says. How shall you hear without a preacher or somebody to declare the gospel? How can you hear without somebody declaring unto you the red letters? Crowder wrote that, that song, and again, it, it's a song that I'll never get out of my mind because what it says in it. It was the red letters that changed a thief one day. It's the red letters that it changed a murderer. It's also the red letters that changed me. And it'll be the red letters that will, and it's the only thing that'll change you. Again, Jesus Christ states in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, some of the greatest red letters that you'll ever receive because they give peace to the heart. He says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. Folks, I want you to know something today. He says you'll find rest for your soul if you come to the, you come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the red letters that He spoke. Romans, I'm going to close with this. I know we're about to run out of time, but I want you to listen to these words. Romans in chapter 10, beginning at verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the words of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and how then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on them, Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written... How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. It's glad tidings today that the red letters 
It's glad tidings of the red letters that I bring you because I know they're able to change the lives of all who hear them. So in verse 17, the Bible says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You heard the Word of God today. Normally, normally I, I don't, uh, I, I, I would never listen to maybe, you know, you get this, you know, these internet messages. I'm glad I'm not on the internet. And you know, I, I just, this is just one of those things though, as I listen to that CD, how it just struck a chord in my heart. I said, man, that, that'll preach. I told that young man that. I said, that'll preach. And I said, I, Lord willing, I'm going to preach that Sunday morning. <clears throat> Folks, I want you to know something. It's the red letters that'll change your life. Jesus says, come unto me, all you labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. How's he going to do that? Because he died for you on the cross of Calvary. He also prayed, even on the cross of Calvary, and his red letters, in the words of the Bible, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Let me stop. My radio audience is gone. But let me stop and right now just say this. The red letters, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I've had Bibles that are just, that are black through and through. They don't have the red indicator letter of the words of Jesus. You know, they're fine. They're, I mean, they're good too, but it's just something that when I come to these, I see that. The red speaks about that blood that covered my sin. The red will be the, the, the answer that you need. These red letters are here for a reason. To give life to as many as believe. Do you believe? Will you believe today? Let's all stand please.